Hello and welcome to the Sprint Podcast. The Sprint Podcast is a meeting place for all things agile and product related. In each episode, we'll talk to some of the most knowledgeable people from the space and pick their brains on what is happening out there in the world of product and agile. So we're here to talk about our project services talent survey from 2022, what we found, um, and talk about some of the kind of comparison points, I suppose, to the previous year. So for those people who don't know, um, our talent survey goes out every year around sort of December, January time. We collect as much data as we possibly can as to what's happening in the Australian project services space. Mm-hmm. Um, Luckily, we're getting more and more respondents each year. This year, we had just over 2,000. And when I say just over, I mean literally just over. Um, So we've got a pretty good sample size of data that we've collected. And what we've done is we've kind of delved into what are the more interesting aspects of that, I suppose, the things that people want to know know about. Um, And we've kind of, what we're going to do today is discuss those points, add some recent um, information to that because a lot actually has changed since we sent the survey out yeah. back in December, January, certainly the market has shifted. Um, and so we can give you a bit of a kind of fresh and up-to-date perspective on those things as well. So as a starting point, shall I introduce you? Jill is our, our founder at Precision Sourcing. She started the business 18 years ago. 18 years ago, coming yeah. up in July. Which is mad for somebody who's only 25. I know. Um, and Jill recruits the BA space as Correct. well um, and has been doing so for many years. Craig Sibley, he is our principal team lead recruiter for the project delivery space. Glad that he knows. Just made up. He's on your team. You're reporting to him. Project management team lead officially, but. Craig oversees anything to do with the traditional delivery space. Is that fair? And I'm Chris, I lead the agile space. So my, my focus is really around kind of agile coaching and scrum master rules. So. Between the three of us and our colleagues, Charlotte and Mitch, we cover all of the project services space um, from traditional delivery through to the agile world and into product. So those are the people who have effectively answered yeah. these questions yeah, yeah. outright. So it's people from that whole spectrum. I thought what we could do is I'm, I'll throw out some of the more interesting stats and bits of data and we can kind of just discuss, I suppose. The first thing is, it seems like from 2021 to 2022, the things that people find or think of as being the most important when they come to move rules has changed. So in 2021, um, in order, the first thing that people were looking at was the types of technologies that they were going to be exposed to in a rule. Then it was salary, and then it was flexibility. I wouldn't have picked tech as being the top of that list, by the way. That was a surprise. Um, That has changed in 2022. So now more than a third of people are saying salary is the most important thing, number one, followed by culture and followed then by flexibility. So what do we think? I think it's probably reflective of what's happening in a broader sense with the market. Obviously, interest rates are going up. There might have been a bit of a softening in terms of the market as well. Mm. People might be sensitive to that. Um, I think they want to focus on on cash because that for a lot of people they're under a lot of cash pressure and I think that's why that's become like the number one as opposed to the others which might be seen as nice to have that's what I see I agree I agree and inflation's like seven percent as well isn't it everything's going through the roof um I I do see that but then on the flip side (laughs) you've got candidates wanting higher salaries higher rates but they in my head, they've kind of already had that. 
like last year yeah, and the year before, like they've just happened. constantly been going up. And now clients are like, now we, we need to cut cost. So clients are trying to push it down, candidates are trying to push it up. It's really hard to kind of meet th their expectations. Yeah. Um, yeah. Money's more expensive now, isn't it? So organizations have got to think a little bit harder about what they're spending on their resources. But I can see why it's more important to the people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting that Flex has stayed as number three. I, th I think the conversation around flexibility is, is changing. It kind of was. Yeah, definitely. Felt like during, during COVID, it was obvious everyone was working from home. And then thereafter, I think most people had the opportunity to work from home four or five days a week if they wanted to. Then that sort of became two days a week on site. And I feel like more recently it's become three. Yeah. And I, I kind of see that as an evolving piece. And I don't know if it's because people aren't as bothered about it or organizations want more control, more visibility. I what, think, what yeah, I think as maybe markets have, have slightly come off, there's been a, a drive from leadership, people to maybe exert a bit more control and mm. get people back into the office a bit more. Um, they want to see what's going on. Maybe they might feel it's more productive. Um, I have very few roles that are 100% remote. Have we seen any of those in the last? I've not seen any remote roles. But I've also equally not seen any full-time five days in the office. Either. True. No, no. You don't, I, I don't get I've spoken with any. candidates in organisations where they're five days, and those candidates are just leaving, like, right. doors, revolving door. Um, it does feel like a lot now to be in the office five days a week. Mm. So do you, think that, do you think that piece is done and dusted at kind of three in, two out? I think that that's where it'll land. That's where it'll land. It I seems to be well. a good compromise. You can get that sort of collaboration time and then still have the flexibility of two days yeah. from home. I think another thing, and it kind of touches on money and working from home, is candidates who come and say, I want a rate increase from what already is fairly inflated rate, and I want 100% work from home. Um, and even if they're wanting like, so for me to say BAs that are coming in wanting 1100 a day, and then they want to work from home 100%, I just say to them, in this market, you're going to be fishing from a much smaller pond than, yeah. than maybe three or four months ago. And I think it's just to be realistic about that and kind of address what, what their priorities are. If they're really motivated to get into work quickly, then they might need to be a bit flexible around I feel like people are, are becoming more flexible. I haven't had anybody recently digging their heels in on that sort of thing. Everything's like... This would be ideal, but I would accept. Mm. I've yes. still got quite a lot of candidates that are <coughs> quite. You? Yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel that they <laughs> might be perhaps lagging a little bit behind on where the market's at now. Yeah. Maybe two or three months. Two three months ago, you could have got that, but the market has slightly shifted. It's still busy. There's still a lot happening, but there's less happening. Yeah. Um, so we're coming out of boom times, aren't we? It's all about supply and demand. When when they are in huge demand, they can really be the ones that call the shots to yeah. a certain extent. And they, and they have been doing that, haven't yeah. they, over the last couple but of years? but it's maybe going to more of a balance now, which I think is healthy. Yeah. I think. Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on clients' willingness, compared to what it was last year, to actually accept candidates from other states? So you're saying 100% remote? Fully, yeah, fully remote from different states. Depends on the role. If it's a real... And it depends on the organisation as well. So... I do have some roles, pipeline roles that are coming in that are 100% remote, but they're based in regional Australia. So that's going to be very hard for them to recruit large scale 
database for a massive program of work. Um, so they, you know, realistic have to do that. Yeah. Um, but if it's like a Sydney or a Melbourne-based role, they tend to want Sydney or Melbourne-based mm, people. Yeah, I've seen that as well. It's definitely shifted a little bit more though. Yeah. Like I found mm. the last eighteen months or so there was there's a lot more willingness to look at people in different states as long as the skill set was right. Um, now it's kind of shifted back to how it was, or they're expecting them to fly in, fly out. And pay for it. Yeah, so there's a, definitely a lot more of that coming around. Um, even like with niche skill sets as well. Um, I've experienced that where they've, they've gone, yeah, that candidate's right, we want him to basically work out of Sydney, or they'll just reject them and try and find someone in Sydney. Um, which I disagree with personally. Like I it, do you should well. hire it, based it, on skill set. It used it was working during COVID and thereafter. Yeah, it would still work now. Yeah, but it's just the econ the economic changes. I think is the the visibility thing. Yeah, but also maybe more people are in the office now, so they need to be there. Perhaps it's one of them, isn't it? It's like the the more people you have in the office, the greater the need is almost to have people in the office, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, it's an evolving thing though. This you know office malarkey because. I speak to clients, I speak to my contractors, and people are going in the office, but they're not even going in together on the same day. So people yeah. are commuting, going in the office, and then sat on meetings online anyway. So it still needs work, hard, in my opinion. Let's move on from, from that point, because we have got a little bit to get through. One thing, it's funny, some of these stats in their own right aren't massively interesting, but when you compare them as a year-on-year -year thing, they sort of do become so. Um, in 2021, only about 38% of respondents said that they were planning to upskill in some way during the year. Um, that's, shot, that's gone up to 49% um, this year, which I think is quite a significant increase. And I've got my own ideas as to why that might be, but why do you think there's a shift and, and why do you think more people are maybe looking to upskill and get certifications compared with last year? Fear, I think, maybe will play a part. Um, obviously the market is changing and obviously it's, it comes across doom and gloom in the news I don't think it is as doom and gloom as what it looks like but I do think there is a lot of fear from um, from candidates where they feel like oh you know I need to look like I'm upskilling I'm, I'm learning new things so that I'm proving my value yeah I think I could be wrong but that. yeah I'd say the same People are just a little bit nervous, maybe. There's a little bit of unknown still mm. with what's happening in the economy, even though we discussed it, that we're starting to see an upturn again um, in terms of how busy it is. But, yeah, I definitely think fear. I wonder if part of it is people who are upskilling in new areas. Yeah, maybe wanting to switch. From one area to another yeah. within project services or even yeah. getting out of it entirely. I wonder if there's a little bit. Of I think that a lot of that did happen, didn't it? Where people kind of throughout COVID decided to have a bit of a revaluation yeah, on what's important, what's important and what's yeah, not. Yeah. Um, and then quite a few people might have changed. It's yeah. true. And that, that can actually, you know, some people actually enjoy that, that learning piece. Um, so it might just be more of like a, a hobby. Yeah, true. Yes. True. One thing I'd say though, as recruiters, I've never really had a candidate that we recruit for re be rejected because they're not certified. Never. Um, there's certain hiring managers who might have close affiliations to certain bodies that would, would lean towards that type of person that might have 
um, that particular um, certification, but I've never had it where I've got a really good business analyst who's who's been picked to the post by another BA that's got on the basis of a certification. So it would make me question if you're doing that just for trying to get ahead in career-wise, I'd probably save you money. Yeah, I agree. I've never, I don't think it's ever come up for me, not once. And you work in Agile where it's like... It can be very theoretical sort of thing mm. and it just doesn't. Mind you, I suppose the difference is if it's somebody who's looking to get into the space yeah. and they yeah, don't it's have the experience to back yeah. up, it kind of yeah. shows like a willingness and mm. it shows um, that they're yeah. trying, which I think is, yeah. is powerful at yeah. that point. And, and if that's the, the motivation for doing a certification, no matter what level you are, I think that's great. I think it's really important to always be learning and developing yeah, yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I agree with that. And also you can... Um, I'm thinking of BA certifications and, and groups. It's, it opens up a massive network for people in the same field and kind of yeah. that can be really beneficial, that sort of being part of a community. All right, at this point, I don't know how I feel about this one. I don't know if it's right or if this has changed. <clears throat> at the time that we sent the survey out, we've got to start back to say that 55% of the market were planning to hire in 2023. I already think that's quite low compared to where we were. It felt like everyone was hiring. And that's anecdotal. I couldn't give you a figure on like how many organizations were hiring, but it felt a lot higher than that. So do you think that 55% is That has gone down, hasn't it? Do you think it's gone down again? Do we have a comparison there? Not from last year, no. On, only like... So this is like the last six months we think it's gone down, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or has it? Because 55% is low. You think that's low? I think 55% is low, yeah. 55%. The project services market are hiring in 2023. Yeah, like just based on where we've been with the boom, it felt to me like everybody was hiring. Yeah, that definitely has dropped. I'd say that's probably quite accurate. Yeah. Just over half of our customers will hire this year. Yeah. But then also there'll be, you know, churn and. Yeah, of course. Yeah. General yeah. people leaving and replacing. So that doesn't even necessarily reflect growth, right? That that could just yeah. be steady headcount. Yeah. And managing your churn I suppose um, and it has changed right I think we, we've certainly observed without being doom and gloom again a lot of these things that we're discussing maybe sound doom and gloom and it, it's not I think the kind of January to March quarter was probably one of the quieter periods of time that we've seen in a long time it seems to be picking up a little bit more now and mm -hmm. my good feel is that as we move closer towards the new financial year it will, it will pick up further because we are having those conversations now where clients are sort of saying what's happening in the market we're mm. thinking about this mm. we're thinking about that they're just not i don't think that confident yet on pulling the trigger um what are you guys seeing across delivery and um i think i think that 55 percent is about right um like I'm having conversations, especially like you say, now April, May, moving into approaching the new financial year. A bit contradictory in a way. I'll speak to one client and they're like, now we're cutting headcount, we're cutting budgets, we're not going to be hiring, um, you know, battening down the hatches, so to speak. And then you speak to another client um, and they're like, yeah, we're planning for a huge transformation and we're going to be looking to hire, yeah. you know, July onwards as well. So, do you think it's dependent on industry at the moment? No, I don't think so. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think there's certain industries that have had hiring freezes that are about to start kicking off again, maybe like retail, where they've hired heavily on the e-com side and then readdress where their priorities are and then gonna 
go again. I've seen that quite a lot. Yeah. There's been like hiring freezes in the early part of the year that have now finished, yeah. haven't they? So yeah. It feels like government and banking have been pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah they, they never drop off really, do they? But and I think banking, again, that has, they've also gone through perhaps a bit of a refocusing on where they've got to prioritise. Mm, Maybe even not necessarily a resource thing, but money. Um, time. Sorry, time priority. You know, like regulatory stuff that's kind of got to be done by a certain time. That's still... Yeah, things that are non-negotiable. Yeah. You know, cyber, regulatory, yeah. um, you know, anything where if you don't do something, you're going to fall behind. Fine. The market and the comp- uh, competition and things like that, I think they have to continue doing that. Yeah. I suppose that the benefit of the way that we work is that we focus on the skill set and not the industries, right? So yeah. we're able to manage candidates where certain industries might be quiet, others might be booming, yes. and, you know, so we can still offer opportunity, which I think is good. Um, yeah. It's kind of a defensive play, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, all right, this is an interesting one. 45% of the market secured their role through recruiter in 2022. Sorry, 45 in 2021, 53 in 2022. Yeah, I thought it was higher. Yeah. So a bit of an uptick. That's kind of, that kind of surprises me, actually. I would have thought, oh, I don't know, in a market boom. Oh, but it was, it was it candidates was that were shy, wasn't it? So yeah, maybe yeah, the organisations no. needed to lean on the recruiters more yeah. to headhunt people. I think that's about right. I thought it would have been a higher increase, to mm-hmm. be honest, because there's no candidates. Just, unemployment went down to 3.4 at one point. 3.4% it's down that way now, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, 3.5, something like that. Um, so I think clients were relying on recruiters much more because they, everybody was just busy, 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 yeah. and they just didn't have time to kind of do it themselves. So I think they were just like, oh, I'll give it to the recruiter, they're the experts. What do you think that figure will look like over the next six months? I think it'll continue about the same because I think, unfortunately, a lot of talent people have been let go and then tend to see in these cycles and it's already started happening upturning contract recruitment and they'll often go to agencies for that as well Mm. so i think it will at least stay the same if not grow but yeah i agree i think it's it's one of them things have slowed down a little bit there are organizations who are hiring i'm seeing a fairly high percentage of my client base trying to hire themselves fair enough um some of them will be successful some of them won't be and those who aren't will inevitably end up coming back to yeah. the agency because yeah. whilst it's a little bit easier to recruit right now it's still not easy there's different challenges yeah definitely um, people are maybe a little bit more tentative people are maybe a little bit more resistant to moving right now because of the perceived uncertainty in the market um so i, I think it's only a, a short matter of time until we start to see more of a, a trend back towards agent yeah it's my gut feel i've had two customers in the last 24 48 hours come to me put out adverts one of them got 94 responses to a ba role um and had only one that they could interview really so quality wasn't there you mean mm. i wonder why yeah. that is then well i think people might just see analyst or something and then just pop their name in yeah. without perhaps reading specifically yeah. what they need um and then that hiring managers obviously had to take the time and it might take them a bit longer than it would maybe us to go through all of those CVs and see if they're right. And then, so that's like a day's work and then come out with one interview, which then was unsuccessful. So 
I think there's that challenge that you you kind of getting flooded with applicants and being able to get through those in a timely manner to get the right person. Yeah, it's time consuming, isn't it? I, mm. Like it is literally a full time job for an office full of people here trying to find the best candidates yeah. for organisations. So if you're one hiring manager who's got a day job and you're also got to get through a hundred applications, mm. I don't think that's changed though, has it? Like that that is. I reckon there'd be more they people would, applying. They would put a job advert out and they would have a lot of applications and they would sift through them or they would give it to a recruiter. I don't Ta- talent teams have been trimmed down as well, haven't they? Mm. So that, that support within the organisations also yeah. sort of yeah. disappeared to a point. It's interesting to, to look at the survey and, and kind of talk about salaries and such. So the, the survey, as we said, goes out to all different types of people um, across product, agile coaching, scrum master, business analysis, all that. Um, salaries last year, I think this sounds high as well, and you guys can maybe give me a bit more read from your space, but the median salary for a permanent role in the project services space last year was 195k, and the day rate was 1,100. Do you think we're still there? What are we seeing with rates? I know we touched on it before. What are we seeing with salaries? That salary would be high. That for, feels high to me. me. Unless it's package or something, yeah. It's about right for my market, but yeah, I suppose... Well, yeah. Like I have seen agile coaches going in on sort of 200k just over, but the majority of it would sit certainly beneath that 195k benchmark. I would I would be going between about 150 and 180 base, dependent oh, on yeah, yeah. yeah. <coughs> dependent yeah. on um hey <laughs> <laughs> 180k base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dependent on skills, some higher if it's specifics in financial services or something. Mm-hmm. And rates to them, 1100 inclusive would be at the top end, I'd say. Again, though, you can get 1200, 1300 if they've There's got There's always the anomalies, isn't it? Financial market experience. Um, anywhere from, I reckon, averaging as base about 850, 900 to about 1100. Yeah. I've seen a, a pretty significant shift towards PERM in my world. Yeah, across agile coaching and Scrum Master, yeah. I feel like that in PMs, to be honest. Yeah. That's interesting because that's always been contract heavy, hasn't it? More contract. I wouldn't say it's predominantly permanent now, but it's definitely more of a focus on it. Yeah. My my space in the agile world, rates have have definitely stabilised. And I have seen... There's people that I've known for a lot of years who have had to look for roles recently and they have been a little more flexible on the rates, which is probably a sign that overall rates could come down. But again, nothing like yeah. significant sort of thing. Yeah. That's why I like project managers. Very pragmatic. It's true. Um, you know, they could be on a rate in the previous role of 1,200, 1,300, but they, they go anything above 1,100, but I get this, this, and this. Like, right, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, just like straight to the point, which I quite like. That's good. Um, yeah, they're not unrealistic. Like, I was on 1,300 in my last role, so I want 1,400 in this one. It's like, you just, there is a ceiling. Yeah. Um, and once you get to that ceiling, you need to start looking at other things that tick your boxes. Mm. I think they were mostly the kind of main points. There's a, f- there's a few other bits in here. Um, but I think those are kind of the main things that people would, would be interested in, in hearing about. So um, the reports can be found on... Oh, sorry, the town survey can be found on our website. Um, we've got them on LinkedIn as well, but you can message either Jill, myself or Craig at any time if you want to um, get a copy of, of the survey and or talk about any one of these points as well. And if you've got anything to add, of course, we would love to hear it because people in the market know what's happening yeah. as well as we yeah. do. Eh? Um, 
All right, cool. Thank you.